Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We studied a group of individuals who were very keen amateur road cyclists. They were undertaking lots and lots of exercise. They cycled on average about 750 kilometres every month. So we're talking about a lot of exercise with these individuals. That's about 25 kilometres a day, about 17, 18 miles a day. It is, and it's probably more than one would need to do to age optimally. But we were starting at the end where we were sure that they were undertaking enough exercise and we can perhaps work back down. So we had extremely healthy, very fit people, with the idea being that if we measure a physiological function and we see a decline with age... What we're seeing in those people is a true ageing effect, not a combination of ageing and the negative effects of inactivity and disuse and sedentary behaviour, which we know is bad for your whole body physiology. So you're trying to separate out what's the, just the biological processes going wrong as opposed to poor lifestyle? Exactly that. So we're hopefully left with the underlying ageing process because our sort of starting rationale was that the body is designed to be physically active. We have evolved our gene pool, emerged at a time when we were hunting and gathering and being far more physically active than we are now. Although not necessarily on bikes. Although not necessarily on bikes. (laughs) uh, We happen to use cycling as a model. So it is a great form of exercise. That's not to say that others aren't. It's basically being physically active is the key point. So what kind of things did you measure in people? Give me a quick rundown of the kind of things you were looking for. So we measured a whole ream of things we looked at for example muscle strength muscle power we looked at balance we took blood samples to measure metabolic function hormonal function we measured exercise capacity uh, your aerobic fitness your maximal oxygen uptake which is kind of how fit you are yeah your gold (laughs) standard of fitness we measured bone strength we measured body composition to get a rounded profile of each individual. So they came to the laboratory for a couple of days' worth of testing with us. And so what did you find when you looked at all these people? There were sort of men and women of various ages. What did you find when you looked at all these parameters? Well, we, we studied quite a narrow age range. So we were restricted to 55 to nearly 80-year-olds. And what we found was that, surprisingly, the relationship between age and many of your functions was actually not very clear at all. We tend to assume that our bodily functions decline in a straight line as we get older. You're losing, Just a, kind of crap out. <laughs> you're losing a certain amount each year. But our data really don't show that. Um, some functions did correlate reasonably well with age, but many others didn't. So people have the same level of something and be either 55 or 75. So a 75-year-old can have the kind of the fitness level of a 55-year-old yeah. or the bone density of a 55-year-old. Yeah, so it's it's very um, confusing picture, in part because what we're doing, of course, is studying people of different ages at the same time. And people are different. We know there's big genetic differences between people. So this is always a limitation, which we clearly acknowledge in this study. Where do you go from here? How do you try and unpick what is going on when people age? We want to study the, these individuals again in five and 10 years' time, so we can trace how an individual changes, because we think 
aging is going to be very individualistic. These individuals as a group certainly had levels of function, whether it be their aerobic fitness or in many of the other parameters, lung function, for example, which would put them much younger than their sedentary counterparts. So what we're saying in our studies is that exercise is not reversing ageing. What it's doing is allowing you to age optimally. These are people who are cycling a lot. They're, they're very, very active at an older age. Most people might just think, that sounds like too much work, I'll just sit on the sofa. Well, hopefully there's some middle ground between those two ends. But the key thing is not so much cycling, but it's being physically active. But certainly doing nothing is very bad. Doing the kind of exercise that we have studied in these individuals is at the end of the spectrum and you probably don't need to do as much as that to be very fit and healthy. I started going around the block. I suppose that's where everybody started and I found when I went around the block once, a couple of weeks later I could do it twice and then a couple of weeks later I could do it three times and of course from there your horizons begin to expand and I think that is one of the messages that should go out that you don't go out to exercise in order to become an Olympic champion. You go out to exercise, first of all, to enjoy yourself and then to discover that you have this wonderful physiological machine which, if you just push a little bit, will respond in kind and allow you to, in fact, do more and more and all the time within the compass of your own physiology. So tell me about being part of this experiment. What... Uh, happened is that as I aged I didn't recognise the description that the general public or even the medical profession had of old people and I felt that was a strange and was why was it that I didn't seem to and my colleagues who in the cycling didn't conform to the stereotype that he produced and I thought I'd like to investigate that more and I came to Steve and we sat down and had a chat and, of course, Steve immediately recognised just how important this kind of uh, questioning was going to be and we decided to get together and begin to collaborate on this programme. Obviously, you're cycling a lot. When they measured you, how did you stand up against some of the other people who were cycling? Well, I think I stood up quite well. In fact, uh, at the time, I think I was around about 77 years of age and the readings that came out were such that they couldn't differentiate my readings from anybody who was, say, 10 years younger or even more. At home, my mum has a picture of one of our distant relatives who's in her mid-60s and my mum found it at the same age that she is now. And it's staggering. This woman looks like a very, very old person. And my mum is fit, goes out, walks the dog. Do you think we need to just think in a different way about ageing? Oh, you've raised the absolute lovely, lovely top topic there. Because I think the way we judge older people is by the external appearance. In other words, this picture of chronological age. And we tend in our minds, as a whole society, to place on that people certain attributes which we've learnt by time and by the society's idea of how you should age. What the study has shown, without a doubt, is that the external chronological appearance that you put forward can have absolutely no indication of what your physiology can be provided, and this is the very big 
proviso, provided you exercise adequately and often enough.